Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So we wanted to record a regular episode this week, and in our preamble, where we just kind of casually talk with each other before we record, we ended up having a better discussion than whatever we were going to talk about. So we're going to use that as the episode this week. Um, just some, some context here. Uh, I've been thinking about trying various ways to bring back uh, watch offline audio playback uh, for Overcast. You can play background audio if you're a workout app. So one option I'm considering is just making Overcast a workout app on the watch where it would have to start its own workouts, manage them in the Overcast interface, and then you know you could, you could play stuff in the background offline as long as a workout is running in the Overcast app. And that has all, that has all sorts of problems and everything, but it would work. You, know, you, you are the audio and watch expert. Uh, I don't know nearly as much about the watch OS APIs as you do. So, you know, I've been bouncing questions off of you of like, can I do this? Can I do this? Like, what are the downsides of this? You also know a lot about HealthKit and dealing with HealthKit, which I have no experience with. So I'm asking, I've been asking you questions like, you know, what are the downsides of being a workout app and having to save data to HealthKit and work with HealthKit and have all the permissions for that? Um, and you've been experimenting with a uh, project to have a workout audio player on the watch, right? Yeah, and so I've been playing since the LTE watch was announced. I was like, well, maybe I need to try this. And the, it because as we get into and in the discussion you'll hear, it's, a lot of things become po- more possible on the watch if you are a workout app. I was like, well, I have a workout app. I have Workouts Plus Plus. And the per- point of Workouts Plus Plus is to be this sort of super user, like ha- lots of customization kind of, you know, power app and so maybe adding podcast playback to that wouldn't be crazy and so i've been experimenting with it and kind of building this out and it's in the like working prototype stage at this point and it's kind of interesting to see you know is this a viable thing does it make sense um and do we want to take it on but yeah hopefully you enjoy the discussion it's um I, I personally, I think I like these kinds of discussions because like Marco and I, we, we do this a lot. It's probably fair to say like where it's useful to think through something out loud where there's you, you're kind of dealing with all these problems sequentially and you're able to benefit from each other's experience and just kind of see how these things evolve and you often end up in a place that's so different than what you, what you may have thought you would when you were starting. All right, so with that, uh, here's our discussion we were having about these crazy things. Enjoy the episode. And right before we start, we are brought to you this week by Linode. Fast, powerful web hosting options you can set up in just seconds. And plans start at just $5 a month for a Linux server with one gig of RAM in the Linode cloud. Linode offers industry-leading performance with native SSD storage, these are enterprise-grade SSDs, and access to a 40-gigabit network and Intel Xeon E5 processors. These are the fastest processors available in the cloud market. They have nine data centers all over the world, an API that lets you easily automate tasks if you want with super simple scaling, and hourly or monthly billing options. They have fantastic pricing. Again, all this starts at just $5 a month for one gig of RAM, about twice the amount of RAM that you will get in, in other hosts like this. I think it's the best deal in my hosting. I use it. David uses it. Uh, we love Linode. It's wonderful. Uh, as a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash radar, you will support us and get $20 towards any Linode plan. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash radar to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use promo code radar2017 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show. I've made, made made a lot of progress in Workouts Plus Plus podcast player. That's good. It's just so slow to download and that it works. Like it's just 
it makes me feel like I'm down like downloading these files on a like a dial-up modem. And so that makes me like I'm very curious to see what like an 80% faster Wi-Fi chip in the new watch will be. And and I I forget. So last time when when you were talking about this and uh, telling me all the wonderful things you were finding, um the conclusion I believe you came to was it's pretty much impossible to do it right without an active workout running so you're like if you're just using audio file player in the background and you're not doing a workout what are the main is the main problem still that like it doesn't wake your app up when somebody hits the end and stuff like that i think it's it's along those lines yeah like a you'll have weird issues for example around interaction with the now playing control Mm -hmm. uh, for example and things because in order to interact correctly with the now playing control you have to be running because you need to be constantly monitoring the status of the cue player because when they hit forward it's obviously you're not actually it's not skipping the file forward it's it's doing a next track and so you need to intercept that and overwrite it there's a lot of things like that that if you're not doing a workout you won't have the ability to to do that interception like you'll you'll it'll background you because as far as it's concerned you've said play this file and it'll just merrily play it to the end or they hit net or they hit next and then it will just stop i wish they would just wake you up in the background whenever like an event like that happened either somebody reaches the end or somebody advances to the next thing in the queue like sure i mean i mean they should and then like on the now now playing side there's a ton of stuff they should really should do there yeah i rather than just like doing crazy doing whatever to the file it should probably in the same way that on ios it does like you get a like an app delegate callback that says this button was pressed and then leave it up to me to do whatever I want to do with that. I mean, they probably don't do that because if they're going to suspend you, you probably can't be resumed fast enough to be responsive. Fund- fundamentally, the architecture is intended to be that if you are running, that like it's this fire and forget kind of a thing that you say like play this file, and then you can kill the app and it would be fine. Whereas in order to really do it properly, you need to always be running, which in the current form means you either need to be a turn-by-turn navigation app or you need to be a workout app and also there's a bunch of other just like things that seem like if you're like keeping track of how far they've gotten for like bookmarking reasons and things um being a workout app is also something that seems somewhat important to be able to in the same way like i mean functionally the way i've built it now it just once a second um i have a timer going and i'm just keeping track of how far they got um, and then also seeing has the queue changed and if it has adjust you know, restarting it 30 seconds ahead, essentially, um, yeah. is most of what I do. The back button still doesn't work, but as far as I can tell, I can't fix that because with a queue, like the queue is strictly forward moving. It doesn't go backwards because like at first what I was going to, at first what I did is I, I, I set the queue up as play 30 seconds of silence, play the podcast, play 30 seconds of silence <laughs> in the hope that if you hit back, it would go back to the first 30 seconds of silence. I can detect that you've jumped backward and then readjust play yeah, that accordingly. Yeah. But that didn't work because hitting back just does nothing. It just stops. So as best I can tell, there's nothing to be done there. Like it, when you're playing the file, the back button is like meaningless. There's no, like, all it does is stop playback. So, I don't know. That seems like that's just a bug and or a limitation of how it's implemented. <laughs> yes. But forward works and uh, play pause works. and <laughs> Now you're making me do this because, like, 
I figure I pretty much have the file transfer side of it solved. I have my transcoding engine. It, trans- it makes it lower bit rate. It bakes in smart speed. If I do it again, what I'm going to do basically is just have it automatically sync stuff over overnight. Is there a background app refresh for the main extension? Like, could I wake up like periodically throughout the night and like queue up a, a back a, a URL task or something? Like, like is that a thing I can do? You you could you could ask to send the file to the watch, but you would have no visibility as to when or if that is actually going to happen. Right, <laughs> and there's no way for the user to prioritize or activate that. So like you could in your app overnight say, Hey, here's this file. When is, when, when it's convenient, please transfer it to the watch. And that would work, but you don't know when. And like, that's the part of it. Like for when I was thinking through uh, on my side of things, I was like, I, I ended up, I'm just going to do it that it downloads using, you know, NSURL connection or NSURL session because that way, at least, I can show the user what's going on by giving them that sense of feedback. At least it's not frustrating for like, well, where's my file? Yeah. I, and it's like, I see where you're going. Like, I think it works insofar as like, if you do, can do it when they're, not, when they're not paying attention and it works well enough, then that may be good enough. And you'd think that overnight, if, you're pl- like if your watch is plugged in and your phone is plugged in, that it would be used that as a good opportunity to move things across unless it needs for them to be unlocked. To yeah, like it. I wonder, like, is the session even active if they're both locked sitting on a table? Yeah, because that's it's a weird question because I don't know if it would say that, hey, this is a great opportunity to do it. Right. Or it would say, the watch is off the wrist. I'm not going to do anything. Is the watch connected in the same way? Like, is it in a, like, I'm asleep state because I'm not connected to a wrist anymore? I don't know. Yeah, so it's a bit of a mess. I think I think first I will try the file transfer thing. I'll just, like, set it up and just, you know, just with, without having any playback UI, just to see, like, is it able to stay on top of things that get automatically transferred overnight? My idea is just, like, you know, automatically sync over, like, your whole queue, and then, you know, once you finish that, like, you know, Basically, try to sync over like twenty four hours of audio. <laughs> so, like, sure. you know, finish the queue and then start just pulling new podcasts that have come in that that aren't yet there, and just just have try to sync as much as possible. If the workout hack is a way to simulate a decent or semi decent podcast audio player, I'm willing to go through all that all that hassle if it can be an overall good experience for the people who choose to go all in on it. So, if, if you're willing to do a workout <laughs> while you're playing things on your watch which I think most people are probably going to be doing one anyway during those times, I'm willing to have this work again if everything else can be good. Like if the transfer experience can be good, if the playback can be, you know, passable, I'm willing to have this work. The the awkward thing is just, it's just so hard to know. Like the reason you ended up pulling it is because it worked, but it didn't work well. Yeah. And I suspect you will still have that same experience of like, it'll work, but it won't work well. Yeah. And then you get into... Is it the same reason for the same reason that you pulled it last time? Is it better to just wait and hope that 4.1 or something will make it better and like ship it when it's really works rather than it? It's kind of a, a bundle of hacks in a lot of ways. Yeah, the, the way I'm thinking about that now is like, first of all, like things have changed now with the release of the LTE watch. Demand is now going to be way higher. So that changes the calculus a little bit. Because now all of a sudden, like, there's way more people who are going to be wanting standalone playback. Also, if I make it a workout app, that 
also solves the other purpose of just being convenient when you're working out. Like that, that's going to be the app that's going to pop up first when your watch screen wakes up. That you're going to be able to see everything on just one screen instead of having to like page between two things in the watch app or or swap between two apps with like the rapid swapping features or like it can be better in these ways beyond what it was before. If that makes sense. Oh sure. I mean, then you. It's like if you're a workout app, then it's just you need to do all the health stuff. Uh, yeah, but but like so so what are the requ- like, I already have a privacy policy. Uh what else do I need? I mean, I think the biggest things is you I mean, you the easy ones like you have to add a disclaimer to your app store description saying that you integrate with health. That's all right. I already have a big pile of those for subscriptions. Yeah. It's like you need to have you need to do that and then it's just you'll need to at some at some point you'll need to throw up the health prompt requesting access on the phone to their health data. Like a, a very common thing that'll happen is they will either they'll not act it, they'll not turn them all on and then be like, why isn't my data there? Or the permissions won't sync correctly. And so you have to tell them to go to the health app, go to sources, click your app, turn them all off, turn them all on. And usually that resets it. Um, like <laughs> oh, these God. are just, these are just the things that, like from a support perspective that come up with uh, the health frameworks, because there is such a, like all of the permissions and privacy stuff that you then have to navigate just is a bit more tricky. I don't think there's that. You'll have to deal with people getting annoyed if you're, for whatever reason, you don't save the data correctly. But I mean, that's just like people, 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 see, see, they, they're, they're very precious about their workouts. Of course. Um, so like if the app crashes during a workout, they're very upset. Because they're like, I'm working hard to earn this stat and you stole it from me. That is both a joke and actually how they feel. Like it, is, <laughs> like it feels like I took something from them that they worked towards, which mm-hmm. I suppose is true in some ways. But yeah, I mean, those are the big things. I mean, it's just it's just one other it's it's one other avenue for things to that you have to now manage in terms of the yeah, like both the user experience, which is a little awkward, as well as I mean, in general, the I haven't found haven't had too many issues on the, like the compliance or worry about people's data because I don't actually store any of their data. All their data is in the health app. Um, yeah, like the only thing I'd be doing here is activating a workout session, displaying its data on the screen during it, and then saving it to HealthKit. That's it. The other thing you'll have to navigate on your side that's related to that is the. Conf- I think you will have a fair bit of confusion around needing to have a workout active to start offline playback. Yeah. And then that they need, like, if you end the workout, the playback will stop, will likely be more confusing because when you're playing from your phone, that's not the case. Exactly. If you use the watch app while you're playing from your phone, you there there's no connection whatsoever. And so I think that'll likely be confusing um, as to why, like, why do I need to... Why do I need to start a workout? I'm not working out or um, I don't want to drain my battery with the heart rate monitor all the time. I just want to listen to a podcast. It's like, well, you need to like, because the primary purpose is to li- for your app is to listen to the podcast, not to do a workout. I imagine there will be a dissidence there. That's. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, and that's, that's the main argument for whether I should or shouldn't do this or not is like, how bad is that? Basically, it's like, how, like how bad is combining these things and then what happens like if watch os 5 gives me the ability to do it without a workout then do i remove all these features that like yeah you are taking on the people's expectation that oh this is the app i use for a workout now yeah and so you are you then becoming a workout app forever 
And if they, if Apple changes the way workouts can do or adds capabilities for workouts, will you then have the problem of people being like, oh, I want you to, are you going to support the new something, something workout system? But it may not really, it's not, it's not really at all aligned with the core goal of the app. I mean, I guess the advantage there is like, they don't add new workout types that often. Usually it's like, you know, it's once a year. It's, you know, during the watchOS update, they'll add a few new ones. So like it, it, and the way I'm picturing the UI is like, I replace the star button with a workout start stop button. And it pops up a table view list that just says like, all right, pick your workout type. And, and you know, it can be smart and like, you know, sort the last ones you've used on top, just so the, the same, the, the system workout app does. Yeah. But like, it doesn't really matter how long that list is. And then the API for all of them is the same. So it wouldn't add, like, I think it would only add elements to that list as the workload, right? Sure. I mean, I'm not necessarily talking about just like workout types. I think that's like, so the, as an example, the recent addition in this, like in watchOS 4, you can now do location tracking. So you can get the map of where you walked while you went for your walk. But in order to do that, you need to implement all the core location stuff yourself. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, so if I just start a workout... And I do, I just record, like, you know, like, I saw the, this code sample online when I looked at it, like, last month. And so if I just do, like, you know, saving, like, the samples or whatever, that, that like, yeah. the, the, does it, it doesn't keep a GPS map? No. Oh, God. So you have to implement that yourself. Otherwise, you lose the ability to have your GPS maps. Oh, that's really bad. So, like, this is, the, this is, the, that's more what I mean, where it's really, it's, like, as people's expectations for what a workout, like, because then if all of the overcast workouts don't have location data, then is that going to be annoying and frustrating and not what we want, not what they want? And do you want to go down the road of now implementing core location tracking and so on? So that's more what I mean by Because uh. <laughs> conceptually, what you're sort of, it's like having a, a workout app that's super minimal. I mean, maybe you could even just like, all I can do is runs and walks, right? Like even if you just said that that's what it does it's like it's just for runs and walks it's the purpose of i mean it's sort of like pedometer plus plus is workout app um where on the on the watch you can say like start a walk which for pedometer plus plus kind of it's like outdoor walk is the only workout type yeah because it's it's a pedometer like that's what it's it's for counting steps so narrowing it in that way doesn't limit it too much but is it because you know you're core purpose is not specific in fact it has nothing to do with working out it may be something that people do while they work out but it's got nothing to do with working out like it's i don't know and of course then you have to worry about your card so you're still worrying about your card api and your massive redesign and so who knows maybe by the time you get finished with your cards watch os <laughs> 5 will have come out and then it'll all be a uh, you know it'll all be fixed at that point so you don't even have to worry about it oh man all right so if I wanted to do this right, I would have to not only have all the workout stuff, starting and stopping the workout, have that being basically tied to the play pause button where they would like disable it when you're not running a workout, but also have location tracking in my app during the workout. Presumably, I'd have to just like, you know, do continuous monitoring, save the samples. Yep. Can you give location access with a prompt that only appears on the watch or does it prompt you on the phone? I think it'll still show up on the phone. Ugh. They've made it, I know in WatchOS 4, a couple of the prompts are now on the, like the, the, the motion and fitness one, which is the one that I like interact with a lot is now possible to, perm, used to, used to have to do it on the phone. Now it'll pop up and say, you can approve it from the watch. But yeah, I think health ones still require that you go to the phone, which yeah. makes sense because they're so much more complicated. 
and I, I, I actually don't know about location. It wouldn't surprise me if it, you can do it on the watch now, just because they did it for look, uh, motion and fitness as well. But I don't know that for sure. Ugh, this is just adding more and more clunkiness. To this. Sure, <laughs> it, it does. Like this is the thing, right? It, and now, all, and then you have the same thing. It's like now you have the question of you need to have navigate people with location privacy or people come like trying with like why does my podcast player need to know where i am and those types of questions which are enough it's like well it's because if you want your the workout map then i have to do this but all right so what if (laughs) so so what if i don't do workout stuff at all and i and just to recap so if i go back if i if i do wk audio file player yeah I'm trying to think, like, what's the best I could do? So, like, the the, be- the, the problems... Of, so, now we know the problems of doing a workout app. All this confusion, all this overhead, all this, you know, additional having to prompt for permissions and manage those permissions and everything, maybe involving the phone. And so, okay. If I go back to not having a workout, go back to the way I was doing it before, just this time with WK Audio File Player instead of AV Audio, uh, AV File Player, whatever it is. The main downsides to that is if somebody hits next track or previous track on their AirPods, playback will stop. And it will it won't be able to be restarted until they you know go to my app again, and you won't know where they left off. So what? So if they, oh God, all right. So <laughs> like fundamentally, like the problem is that it's like you if you if you go down that road, like the issue is it, it changes it from being able to like the the basic expectation with a podcast that you have a bookmark where you're keeping track and you like are offsetting from that doesn't work unless you can keep track of that bookmark right so if the user so let's say you know they they get back to their house they end the workout and they turn off their headphones or whatever it is like they 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 stop playback somehow am i i'm not notified of that at all right not at all or at least you are almost certainly not like your app theoretically could be in the like if it was the last thing they had running you may be in the not fully backgrounded but not foregrounded state so you may have some of it visibility but you'll you have no guarantees of that uh, or no expectation of, of of getting that event because it's not an event that you get <laughs> like you or you would get the event when they finish it you'll get the like did finish to end notification the next time your app was foregrounded but but it, it, it won't wake me up in the background and tell me of these events as they happen i don't believe so no oh my God. <laughs> this, i hate this so much why isn't this easier <laughs> You know, we're engineers. Our our job is to solve hard problems. Because, like, literally, like, every day, I'm going to be getting questions from people every single day with LTE watches saying, why haven't you done this yet? Why is there no podcast app? Why haven't you, like... And the worst thing is if Apple does it, if Apple does their version of podcasts, if they bring it to the watch, they're going to use real APIs that I can't use. And so that's going to just make me look bad and make my users complain. And I'm going to lose users for that because they're going to be like, well, why, you know, why, if Apple can do it, why can't you do it? You know, they're already, Oh, also while I have you here talking about audio APIs, is there any streaming API that we can use on the watch? So the only way to do streaming as best I can tell would be (laughs) to, so it would be to do the crazy hacks. I think I mentioned before I used to do in the first version of audiobooks back in iPhone OS two. Yeah. where I would download mp3 files sequentially and after I had like the first the first two megs of it I would tell give hand give that those two megs to the player and then have it start playing those and then keep backfilling like 
the you know it's it's like i'm on a train trying to build the tracks as i go yeah right um which is not it's like is it is streaming insofar as most people's definition of streaming is just instant playback technically streaming is a different thing than fast start for most user expectation perspective streaming is fast start so as long as you could do something like that you would it would from a user's perspective it would basically be streaming and i mean you'd hope like if the watch is fast enough and the network connection is fast enough like if the download completes in you know 10 seconds it doesn't really matter like the fact that it, if you have to wait 10 seconds like that's not a huge killer like even if you're streaming there's usually like a buffering interval so yeah but yeah, there's no, there's not a, a strict streaming interface in the same way that like AV Player, you can just pass an HTTP URL and it takes care of it for you. Um, everything has to be file based. Yeah, and we don't have the kind of low level access that I could like do my own thing, like I do in in the phone version, like because I don't use AV Player, but like I I just I use raw audio playback APIs that I I download the files in chunks myself. I pass them as I have them to you know it's like, but I can't do any of that on the watch because there's no core audio, right? Or at least not not for not not for background and playback yeah you would have the same problems you would have the same problem of using av av audio player <sighs> where you can use av audio player if you're a workout app but then you don't integrate with the now playing in the now playing um the now playing app and you also can't control audio volume as a result so if the bluetooth volume on the headsets is set too low there's no way to raise it up Right. Yes, I, I had that problem dramatically. It's like at least if you use the file player API or the Q player API, then you can change it's it correctly ties into it, and so then you could if like I'm expecting to have a little. I can detect what the current system audio is. I can detect what the system volume is, um, at least. So I can tell you if it's if I can I know if it's low. Like if the system volume is like zero point two, then I can at least know that and pop up a thing that says please adjust your volume in the now playing app or something like that. Like I can at least tell you, I can't, I, I can't do it for you. Yeah. That still sucks. Like it's, it still sucks that like the experience of this will suck, but at least it's better than like it just being super low and the user not really knowing why or having any idea of how to change that. Yeah. And having no, no mechanism for it. Oh, why does this, <laughs> I want, I want so badly for these, like I, I wish I could just have the phone audio APIs on the watch sure. like why why don't we have i mean <sighs> i mean i will say it reminds me in the best possible <laughs> like both in a lovely and in a terrible way of all the development i did for on with audio apis in iphone os2 like way back what is that eight years ago like i was dealing with, with back then i mean i remember it was a massive deal like huge like applause during the keynote when when steve jobs was playing and playing of playing us playing a track in pandora and then he hit the home button and it didn't stop playing yeah <laughs> that was like rip roaring applause for something that now seems like completely foolish like and i remember having to build all these crazy like there's still a setting in audiobooks auto resume playback on launch <laughs> which at the time awesome. was an important feature right, whereas right. now i get so people being like why would i want to do that like when i open the app why should it just like immediately start playing it's like well back in the day you'd get a text message and you'd quit the app and it would stop playing your audio and you'd you know you'd reply to your text message and you'd come back to the app and you'd 
it'd have to respring the whole thing because it wasn't multitasking. So it would restart the app from scratch and then you'd want it to keep playing. <laughs> and like, that was, that was the world in which I, I had to, I had to build things. And it's like the, the phone, fe- the watch feels like the phone did, you know, eight years ago in the same, in that way. Yeah. Except by year three of the phone, we had multitasking and background audio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so maybe next, maybe this June, maybe next June, you know, we just need to wait one more cycle or 4.1, maybe, or 4.2. I don't know. So is, that, so is this a show? I think we just made a show. It's like an unintentional, the, the accidental uh, the accidental technical podcast. <laughs> I hear accidental podcasts are very successful, so yeah. maybe it's a good maybe it's a good pivot for us. Wow. Well thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome.